When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's time for another edition of Inside Memphis Athletics, presented by AAA. At home and on the road, AAA has you covered with 24-7 roadside assistance, insurance and travel, plus money-saving benefits and discounts. AAA, proud partner of the Memphis Tigers. Now, here's Jeff Brightwell. Welcome into another edition. We're joined this week by our senior quarterback, Brady White. Don't forget, Inside Memphis Athletics, brought to you by AAA at home and on the road. AAA has you covered with 24-7 roadside assistance, insurance, and travel, plus money-saving benefits and discounts. Proud partner of the Memphis Tigers. First of all, Brady, I know uh, we're recording this. It's, quote-unquote, the Monday of game week, really Thursday before the Montgomery Bowl. So I know, uh, know you're very busy, and we really do appreciate you taking some time. Absolutely. Uh, how is it last go around getting ready for this Montgomery Bowl uh, after a very you know long year of 2020? It's been long for everyone, whether you're in, involved in sports or sports or not. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know I just feel very fortunate to to be able to be on this team, be a part of a program that was able to play as many games as we did during the season, and um, it you know it didn't it wasn't perfect and it wasn't you know put together like a normal year, but we were able to get ten in. And um, we're fortunate enough to, you know, be playing in a bowl game and to have, you know, pretty much our entire um, 
team and staff and, and everyone involved, you know, healthy and safe. I think we've done a really good job throughout the season. So you see teams, you know, backing out and whatnot. Well, we're in a, you know, we're, we're in a very fortunate position and we've done things the right way. We're, we're confident and comfortable playing this game. And, um, for myself, I want to play as many as I can. Um, I love football. I love just competing. So to be able to have, you know, one more with this team and, um, hopefully we can finish out on the right note and, and walk away bowl champions. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that Montgomery bowl a, a little bit later. And we're going to, we're going to go back, uh, growing up at, in California a little bit, but before we get into that, uh, you know, you're talking about, and we've heard Coach Silverville talk about, you know, there's been some teams this year, and it's understandable with everything that's going on this year between pandemic, social issues, starting, stopping seasons, everyone's gone through it, that, you know, there's some teams, and, and for their own reasons, and there's no right or wrong answer, they're they're pr- probably done with their season. You know, it's just been a long road. Somehow you guys, through the attrition and everything, you know, as he talked about, still have this will to, to want to play that one more game. Absolutely. And I think that just kind of defines, not defines, but it shows, you know, what we're about, what this program's about, what this team's culture and mentality and attitude is. Um, and so, you know, I, th- I actually think we have a really good, you know, mindset and approach going into this bowl game. Um, going to have some really quality practices leading up and treat it like an away game. You know, you're not getting down there until the day before, which it has its pros and cons, but I think it kind of gets guys into that game day feel. It's, you know, you, you don't, you're not going to get caught up in the, the traveling and all the different types of events that they'll usually put on. And I know we're going to do some stuff with our team over the weekend, but um, we're going to be here in Memphis at our practice facility. So um, for us, it's kind of like business as usual, which feels feels good. Okay, let, let's go back. We're going to get back to Montgomery in this season a little bit later. But, uh, of course, everyone knows you came from uh, – transferred over from Arizona State when yep. Coach Norvell came here. But grew up out, out west. Uh, I was up here one night getting ready for Coach's uh, radio show, and uh, you and Sam were talking about the differences between – you know, he, he was out west with USC a little bit, the differences, the cultural difference. But tell us a little bit about Santa Clarita, California. What's it like growing up there? That's awesome, man. It's, it's beautiful. Um, you know, that's – same area that my dad grew up was born and raised so it's really cool to you know kind of carry that tradition mm-hmm. uh, you know as his son um but what was awesome is it's obviously beautiful area um fortunate to be living there it was great because growing up you know pretty much the majority of my family was very n- close by um you know where we live are we've got cousins you know across the street we've got my dad's, you know, my dad's parents down the street. Um, mom's side is is about a half an hour drive, so everyone was relatively close, and it was really cool. But just because family's a big part of my life, I'm a big family guy, and you're able to, you know, go see family on a regular basis on, hol- you know, every holiday. You're going to both sides, not just one. You're supporting your your brother. You're not only your brother, my brother and my sister, but. I get to see my cousins. I get to see my aunts, uncles, grandparents at my games or supporting at an event. So um, I love, you know, where I where I come from, where I've been born and raised, and um, that's home to me. And I'm excited to be able to get back home and, and relax and be with the people I love and care for. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful place, and I'm very grateful to to be from there. 
Tell me about your high school, Hart High School. You played for, for Mike Harrington. Tell us a little bit about that program. Yeah, so it's it's a great program. It's got a, a, a rich history and a winning tradition. And, um, you know, I think in the past it, it was a it was pretty much like a powerhouse um, with a lot of quality players coming through, a lot of championships being won. Um, and then as that area kind of, you know, grew and, you know, more um, houses and schools are being built that, you know, the area is getting built up, which is nice, but that kind of distributes um, the talent and the kids and, you know, cuts down on the population of the school. So um, for, you know, growing up for a brief little period, um, our high school took a, a little bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. Um but it was, you know, I grew up going to those games because my dad went to Hart. And so I grew up going and just loving football and watching whoever the heck was, was playing. Um, but I loved it. And then um, as I was kind of going into junior high, um, they were kind of building. There were some, some good players coming through. And I think the class before me and my class um, had a nice – um, pool of talent and nice you know and and fortunately we were a lot of us were, were friends whether it was from pop warner playing together or we just knew each other from being in the same valley and we were able to um kind of build build that program back up and we we're able to go in there and um, have you know a lot of winning seasons win it you know win a caf championship my junior year um, and then just be super competitive um, in the playoffs year in and year out so um, i'm super proud to be an Indian and um, to be a small part of that history and and that, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people look at it as like a quarterback factory with (laughs) Matt Moore and Kyle Bowler and a lot of guys that came through there. So um, I rep the red and black, you know, for for a lifetime. Uh, You you had mentioned you you, you played Pop Warner. So you started at a very early age. You go up to junior high. I was talking to Calvin the other day uh, about this. And and when you're coming up, uh, you know, as a, as a youngster, probably, um, you know, just athletically, you're a little bit better than everyone else. But when do you realize, late in elementary, junior high, maybe early high school, when do you get the feeling, or your your, your parents or coaches, you know, relay the message that you know you're, it's it's not just you're physically or the talent, but you may have a chance to yeah. move on to another level. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, it's always you know I've got preschool kindergarten school assignments that have you know say I want to be an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. and it's always been my passion it's always been the sport and the position that I just fell in love with from the get-go um, I think personally for me I kind of felt um, like I knew I, I had a really good chance at playing the you know playing at a high division one level and potentially you know playing at the ultimate level right. of being the pros um, I think I felt that in junior high, um, probably later seventh grade, eighth grade, um, but just because at that point in time, I think you're starting to make decisions on your own and you're investing a lot of time into training on your own. Um, and I realized the magnitude of what I was doing for the last however many years, um, you know, I, I still, it's not like I didn't have a child. Like I still did, right. grew up with my friends, all that. But like every weekend I'm training, um, 
and sacrificing something to, to perfect my craft and get better and to, to put myself in the best position. I'm very fortunate to have parent, parents that were extremely supportive and gave me every opportunity to do those things and, um, you know, take me, drop me off, pick me up, whatnot. And a, and a friend, a group of friends that understood that rallied behind me regardless, even though I'm not going to wherever they're ho- and hanging out. And so um, around that age, probably when I knew I was serious and then, um, obviously my confidence and, and, um, just faith in myself and, uh, it, it only grew from there and stepped into high school and played freshman ball for a year, but then jumped to the varsity level and, you know, pretty quickly once you get there, if you've got it or not. And, you know, the rest has kind of been history. Where, where does the seventh, eighth grader get that, that maturity, that work ethic? Yeah. Cause Mike Norvell told us whether it was a press conference, a post game, or even our private radio meetings, he said, even with all the physical attributes and experience and talent that you had, your biggest attribute was just behind the scenes work ethic, the countless hours, uh, whether it's film room, throwing out here, just doing the little things. Yeah. I, um, I think just growing up, obviously I have, you know, not obviously because no, no, not everyone knows me (laughs) that well, but I have phenomenal parents and I'm so grateful for them. And, the way they raised me. And I think it was just work ethic and, um, dedication to whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to be good at. Um, I think I learned that at a young age, but I, you know, I, I, I think, you know, my Lord and savior for blessing me with just the abilities that I have and the way he's created me. Um, cause I can't point to one lesson that I was taught or one moment of time. I just, that's how I'm wired. And so, um, growing up, you can, I always wanted to be playing football in the backyard. I always wanted to go throw routes with my dad, I, whatever it was. I've always, I always wanted to do more. Um, like fun to me in high school was not going out to parties or, you know, playing video games. Yes. But like if I could go throw more routes with my receivers, like that is super fun to me. If I could go do seven on seven with a group, like that, like I love just competing. And so, um, I was very fortunate to have great, you know, coaches and, and kind of mentors, especially at the quarterback position that, um, kind of exposed me to the other important things of the game, other than just the physical throwing a, a out route or a bang eight or a dig, um, exposing the, film aspect understanding defenses and coverages and um i think the combination of getting that information and that teaching and then me taking it and running with it with who i am you know i I took ridiculously detailed notes at a young age i thought that was normal (laughs) and then coaches tell me three years later like yeah we saw you doing like that was kind of i've never seen that before um and I've just kind of always been that way. And, you know, I hate – it's a terrible feeling being unprepared, whether it's your job, a, a school test, or playing. Like, it's just awful. So I always pride myself on just doing everything I can um, physically in training, also, but mentally in, you know, getting making sure I'm taking every practice up seriously, seeing the looks on the field, but then watching the film, understanding what the heck am I going to see, what can they – potentially throw at me um it's just like a big chess game and so it um it intrigues me and that's why this is my passion to me it's not a job 
you know, if I'm fortunate enough to play in the NFL for a while, it's not going to be like a business. Like it will be because right. I'm not stupid, but it's it's what I love to do. I love playing this game. I love the process that goes into it, and that's why it's so satisfying and fulfilling for me. All right, so you're you're at Hart High School, and things are developing, and uh, you're in the California area. The Pac-12 is, is obviously huge. You yep. got all the Mountain West over there. I'm sure the schools are starting to starting to get the letters, going to camps and stuff like that. But where does the early relationship with Mike Norvell form? Yeah, so he started recruiting me in in like the transition, so like the off season between um, end of the, my sophomore year and before my junior started. So in that off season um, was when I started having communication with coach Norvell. And I think at that point I only had, you know, a couple of offers and it was like San Jose state and mm-hmm. a couple other smaller D one schools, but the recruiting process was starting. And I just remember talking with him and, um, just could feel the sincerity, um, feel the genuine interest and, um, the relationship we were building. And so as my recruiting as my recruiting process kind of just kept going on developing, we just kept building on that. And I think he was, I think if I remember correctly, they were my eighth offer. So they still came pretty early. Um, but I was very grateful. And then, you know, obviously as, as time went on, um, that was a big, you know, factor in my decision to commit to Arizona state among a few other things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my relationship with coach Norvell and, um, you know, having him show me what he had kind of planned in his head, like how I fit into that offense, how that operates, um, was just huge for me. And so I went with him and that school, that university, that coaching staff, and um, never in a million years thought he was going to leave or that I would be coming to Memphis. I thought I was going to be a Sun Devil. <laughs> um, but God's got amazing way of uh, – working things out Uh, did you guys click pretty pretty quickly because i mean talking to you now and then having the meetings of coach norvell personalities really seem to to mesh as far as Mm -hmm. work ethic uh studying film doing things like that like that the 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 attitude of you gotta you gotta prepare because if not you're gonna prepare to fail if you're not ready for it Mm -hmm. you guys personalities seem pretty close yeah so I, i would say we're we're two completely different people and He's got a you know his own unique personality, mm-hmm. and I, I've I think I do as well. But I think when it comes to just certain things, like you mentioned, especially when you when you talk about the game of football and and performing and whatnot, we share a lot of similar perspectives and thought processes and um, just characteristics and values and whatnot. And so I think we had a mutual belief in one another and what. Um, what we felt is necessary and required in order to be great. Um, and so that's why there was so much, I think, faith and confidence in one another. And, um, I, you know, I can't thank him enough for, you know, reaching out and re- recruiting me and, and always having a confidence and, and a belief in, in a kid from Southern California, not only to go to Arizona State, but then, um, when the time came to continue to pursue me to come to Memphis and obviously to help me get here. And now, you know, we've been doing what we're doing. So it's been pretty special. 
you're you're at Arizona State now with Coach Norvell. You redshirt in 2015. You get three games before that that injury in 2016. Uh, you, you seem like a guy that obviously it's disappointing when you get that injury and a lot of things roll mm-hmm. through your head as soon as it happens. But uh, it seems like your analytical nature w- would lead me to believe that you know disappointed at the time that happens immediately, but you're probably already analyzing, okay, how am I going to go through this rehab process? How am I going to make this work in the future? Yeah, and to be honest with you, it wasn't even analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask anyone that's close to me or that was you know, with me during that time. Um, right when it happened, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't – like nothing hurt. I mm-hmm. didn't feel it, so I tried getting up, and I obviously couldn't stand or walk. But um, – the only brief moment of like frustration or just kind of like emotion was was like crutching off the field just because that was my first start against you know a hometown team in UCLA and and even though I I was hurt I was more you know I was so happy we beat those people like golly <laughs> I hate them um, so I was super happy that we won but that was the only time I really was like kind of bummed out. Um, and I, I credit my faith to that and, and how I've been raised and just who I am because I was in, you know, that hospital bed the night there, and, and I think it got my parents emotional, but I didn't see them. I, but I told them, like, I'm going to be good. Like, I'm going to be stronger than I've ever been. I'm going to come back better than ever, and um, it's going to be a great part of my story. And I don't know how, like, I was so confident, about, but that's just how I was. And so every day throughout that entire rehab process – there was never any frustration or there was some days where, you know, in recovery, there's some stagnant days where you don't necessarily see right. some progress and other days there's bigger progress, but there was never, it was always, uh, like I could see ahead of this and I knew I was come back stronger. There wasn't going to be an issue and I was going to get back to, um, the level of play that I knew I was capable of. And that's why I had transferred because, coming off the injury I knew Manny was going to be our guy he was going into his senior year and I had a great situation there it wasn't anything that Arizona State could have done to keep me I just knew I'm be ready to play and I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to do what I do and I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity here and it's been a lot of winning a lot of touchdowns a lot of yards so it's been pretty cool <laughs> we're talking with brady white here on inside memphis athletics uh, made possible by triple a at home and on the road triple a as you cover but 24 7 roadside assistance insurance and travel plus money saving benefits and discounts proud partner of the memphis tigers all right well you're, you're coming to memphis now and mike norvell gets the uh you're you're looking as you mentioned at the injury you see the writing on the wall that it's natural in sports there's yep. Well, when something happens, and it's the next man up. So Mike Norvell takes the Memphis job, and uh, obviously your relationship with him is, is pretty good. It was a pretty quick decision. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a quick turnaround because I went into the off season after that season with Arizona State knowing I'm coming off my injury. And as we were wrapping that season up, I wasn't initially like, okay, I'm out of here. Like I was planning to be with Arizona State, um, but – you just catch wind through the football world and connections. And mm-hmm. um, I kind of um, understood that if I did go that route, I, not a hot commodity, but there would be a handful of schools out there that would that would be really interested in, in taking me. And so um, it wasn't like a big recruiting process because, you know, the, the, the rules were different at the time. 
Um, and I didn't even want that anyways because I wanted to get somewhere in the spring and start competing, learning the offense, getting to know my teammates, um, getting enrolled in school. And so I knew there was only a handful of universities and coaches that I'd want to go to. And, you know, Norvell being here was one of them, and it worked out. And so I was able to make that decision, like you mentioned, kind of relatively quickly. And um, it was kind of a leap of faith and in a quiet confidence. About I've never been to Tennessee. I've never been to Memphis, didn't know anything about this place. So all I did was look up stuff on the laptop, understand, you know, Riley has had a successful career um, and was graduating. So I knew the job wasn't going to be given to me, but it was um, going to be a level playing field, uh, equal opportunity to, to get the starting job. And um, I was just confident and kind of said, F it, let's do it. I'm sure the one one of the big things you saw too is like the the Memphis program was was on the rise. It was under yes. Justin Fuente, and now Mike Norvell's coming in. But it's not as if uh, the cupboard was left empty. There is plenty of talent here to continue yeah, the rise. Here. Absolutely. So um, I, I found out about the cupboard not being left empty once <laughs> I got here. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I didn't know much about this place. Now I had I had followed Coach Norvell just because you know former coach and and having a good relationship with him and his family. You watch him on TV, and that season prior they had plenty of like Friday night games and stuff. So being at Arizona State, we we're still able to watch and we saw you know Anthony Miller and the running backs and and just a really quality team and they were winning. And so that was you know I'm glad you brought that up because um, I did leave that out. That was a big part of the decision. I knew this program was on the rise and building a really good, you know, building on a already solid foundation in the past few years. And so, um, it was cool to step in and be a part of that and then get to meet, you know, the Daryls and Tonys and DeMonte and, and realize, okay, I've got a, a pretty good <laughs> deal here. I was just going to mention those, those names. So you get here and you get to yeah. spring practice, there's DeMonte and Pop and Joey and Slade and Dykes, Jones, Gibson, Kraft. And then if yeah. those guys for some reason aren't open, you got you know, Pollard and Henderson, Taylor behind you. Yeah. You come in and you talk about the cover not being empty. It's pretty full. No, yeah, very full. Um, O-line was a veteran O-line. Um, it's, you know, it's funny talking with my teammates on the team now you look back at that year and, and you just see what we did and and it's just not doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth just because you, you mention all the names you mentioned we didn't, we're not even touching on the defensive side of the right. ball um yeah you look back and you're like that that team was pretty loaded um but that's what you love about the, it's it's the ultimate team game and it and even if you look at a team that looks that good there's so much little details and things off the field that go into winning um but yes, I was very fortunate to walk in first year as you know as the Memphis quarterback and have the guys around me that I did. Um, I credit you know I give a lot of credit to those guys in helping me grow and become the quarterback I am. And then we went on to have a pretty good two years after that. So <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the 28 season was a you know you you talk about it maybe leaving a bad taste in your mouth because you had all those names you mentioned yeah. and. It, you made it the conference championship game, but what I was I was going back looking through that season, and that was the year. You know, you got some early losses in the yeah. conference, but you guys, you didn't give up. You no. battled back, made it the conference championship, and I think a lot of that for this group of seniors that played on that team translated to this year as far as being able to deal with some adversity. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's just Memphis, and you know that's the culture that we want to build here and, and keep here because it's already in place. Is 
the the grind, the the work ethic, the resiliency, the the dog. You know, you're, you're never out of the fight. You're always mm-hmm. going to be swinging. You're always going to keep going, want more. And so, you know, in that year, particularly 2018, yeah, I mean, we had two conference losses within the first four weeks, I think, that were both by one point. Mm-hmm. And say what you want about this, that, and the other, you lost. And so we're I remember looking up halfway point, we're four and four. You know, you're not like, you're not, you're all, you're trying to stay positive and, and what are the scenarios, but, you know, we had to take care of our business and then there, there had to be some help um, around the conference to get us there and, um, you know, our team buckled up, came together, um, kind of gritted our teeth, and we went 4-0, and um, finished strong, and, you know, th- the things around the conference that needed to happen happened. And so it worked out in our favor, and we were able to compete for a conference championship. And even in that game, I thought we, we played pretty strong and just fell a little bit short. And then um, very similar in the bowl game. So that was unfortunately a little bit of a common theme. Off season between eighteen and nineteen, uh, did did you guys have the feeling you in particular, the coaching staff, did you did y'all sense if things fell right? I mean, you can mm-hmm. come in every season optimistic, and yeah. if everyone's healthy, but did you have that that kind of sense that you know if, if things fall right this year and we played our potential, it could be a pretty special season? Um, I think every year, you know, with this program with with the groups that we've had, we, we felt that way. So it wasn't like that off season was any different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll go to my grave saying the biggest thing for me in that off season was just building a stronger connection and bond and relationship with my teammates. Um, it was nothing. Obviously we worked our butts off on the field, football, training, lifting, um, timing with routes and all that. But it was the ability to have a full year and a full season with those guys. And then, get an off season to, you know, a lot of them didn't even know my story. They just thought I was a transfer kid. Like my story was, is pretty wild. And so I was able to really, um, kind of get a deeper connection with my teammates. Um, and I think that translates 1000% into on the field play. Um, and so we were able to have a phenomenal off season in terms of training and working and getting on the same page and, I mean, we hit the ground running in that next year, and it was uh, a historic special year. Let's talk about that one day in particular in 2019, because yeah, I was born and raised uh, here at Memphis. Went yeah. to the elementary school, and I had awesome. family that worked here. So it, the SMU day, yeah, uh, to me, Cotton Bowl special, the conference championship. But but to me, and a lot of people that grew up here. Mm-hmm. There, there's been no more perfect or greater day than, than the SMU from game day yep. to the ABC primetime to the way we won it in a sold-out Liberty Bowl. Yeah. But, but, but for someone that's from Southern California comes out here, could, could you kind of get a sense of, of, of how what that meant Absolutely. to a lot of people here? Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing, you know, the I'm a Southern California kid and, and I'm a West Coast kid till I die, but like – Part of that being from the West Coast is I've got a very go with the flow mm-hmm. attitude. So coming here, I feel like I was able to um, become a part of Memphis and adapt to that environment and the different change of scenery. And I was fortunate enough to have you know teammates around me that just brought me in and embraced me with open arms. And so um, I definitely felt the magnitude and the importance of that entire you know week and that game. Um, 
and it was super cool. Uh, I, like you mentioned, you mentioned just a few, th- but like everything that was on that game, uh, I think why it's so special, even though it wasn't a championship or a bowl game, was it just showcased everything about Memphis. It wasn't just the game, the way we won, the importance of of us winning, but it was showcasing Beale Street, seeing all those awesome fans um, out early as crap on you know on TV for college game day. I think those guys to this day say that this place is one of their favorites that they've been to. Um, so our city showed out, and then obviously that picture like is like iconic in my brain. It's around our um, our walls, that Liberty Bowl full of of tiger blue. It just pops, man, and, yeah. and it's literally there's not you couldn't squeeze one more person in there. That thing was full. And so seeing that on the field, seeing the picture after the game, the aerial view, I mean, that that's enough to like just make you just stand there and drop your jaw for a while. It was beautiful. Uh, we're going to come back to kind of some thoughts on that later. But uh, you guys finally get over the hump. The program gets over the hump. You, you get Cincinnati back-to-back. You yep. won that, that championship game. We won a share of it in 2014. But – it wasn't a championship game back then. It was just the one division. Correct. Uh, but to get that outright and, and to see that at home uh, and, and to be part of that after three tries in that championship yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm extremely proud of, of myself, of my team, of my coaches, and um, for this program and city. Um, like you said, that was that's the first time ever outright it's ours. It's coming into, you know, our trophy room, whatnot. Um, and the way to do that, like, it's hard enough to beat a team twice in a season <laughs> to play a really good team back to back weeks, like literally same stadium, same team. Um, that was tough. And so I think that was a, a big feather in our cap. Um, it was super cool, you know, to have, you know, a game winning drive and then also have our defense shut it, you know, shut it down mm-hmm. um, to win that. Um, what a way to to finish that regular season to finally capture that that conference championship and then obviously that put us in place to go to a, our first ever New Year's Six Bowl, which was incredible. All right, l- l- let's talk about the experience yep. because uh, as I talked about, a lot of people, lifelong Memphians and, and alumni here, they they get down to Dallas. They're they're at the stadium and you know it's Cotton Bowl day and you know you just kind of you're beside yourself. At least we are thinking, wait. What what are we doing? Yeah. In the, I mean, I've seen so many you know one loss seasons. I've seen three years in a row where we won just five total games, yeah. and we've seen uh, we've we've had some peaks. We've had a lot of valleys, but to uh, uh to be there, you know, kid kid like you growing up, you always have those dreams, yep. and but then all of a sudden you're the Cotton Bowl quarterback. What what thoughts are running through through your mind? I mean, I was fired up and I was ready to 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 shock the world and and take you know take that stage by storm and um it was another another Memphis highlighted moment. I mean, we didn't we didn't get the win, which pisses me off to this day, but everyone, fans play like Memphis traveled phenomenally. I think we were by far the louder more, you know, present fan base there. Um their players felt that their players after the game had nothing but awesome things to say about our team. Um, they were not ready for us. And I wish, you know, I wish we could have cleaned some things up. I wish we could have had, you know, our full staff. Um, but again, just to, 
to take that stage and to have some adversity with coaches leaving and um, first year, you know, first time coaches and whatnot to, to go perform the way we did and to, and to claw and fight, you know, they had a little bit of a early lead and we came out in the second half and, and fought our way back in and made it close. And then um, just had a few mistakes towards the end, but um, it was a historic, historic game despite the loss and, it was definitely something I was very proud of. Like I walked away with my head held pretty high um, despite the result, and I think our program, our team, our city should should have done the same. All right, Brady, we're going to take a few more minutes here kind of getting in, in, into the last part of uh, our interview, but we want to remind you brought to you by AAA at home and on the road. AAA has got you covered. 24-7 roadside assistance, insurance, and travel, plus money-saving benefits and discounts. Proud partner of the Memphis Tigers. Before we talk about the 2020 year and the transition in coaching, uh, you've mentioned your family uh, a couple of times, and I was kind of looking at your bio, and of course it talks about your your parents, Darren and, and Andrea, but uh, an athletic family. You talk about your dad yep. playing high school football and everything, but then looking at your with your brother uh, Brevin playing it at Princeton, uh, your sister w- was at Notre Dame, worked in the football office, so yeah. athletics has always been very important to your family. Absolutely. We are a huge sports family, extremely competitive, and <laughs> – my brother's quarterback at Princeton. My sister played basketball, varsity basketball in high school, and she's a hell of an athlete. Um, but, you know, she's working – what now? She's graduated, but was in the football office with Notre Dame. Um, I think my mom grew up playing some softball. My dad was a basketball player. I've got cousins that played division at the Division One level in multiple sports, um, you know, guys and girls. I've, we've got All-Americans, national champions. Um, so I, I love that because <laughs> one, I have, I have a, not just for myself, but like for, you know, I care about my family and, and others and it gives me an extreme little, extreme sense of pride. Um, and I love bragging on my siblings, my cousins, my relatives. Um, and I love that I come, you know, I'm a part of that. And so, um, I think we're just a big happy family that loves, loves sports, loves supporting each other. And, uh, we're fortunate we get to watch a lot of each other on TV and <laughs> in big moments. Right, okay, Brady. Okay, let's go back to coming off the Cotton Bowl. It's going to be the off season. You got a, a big decision to make. There's the the coaching yeah. change. Mike uh, take, takes a job at Florida State. Fortunately, Ryan had been here as the offensive Correct. line coach and, yeah. and his right hand guy. Uh, t- just talk about the thought process because you could have said, you know, it was it's been a good run because. I had that, that red shirt year coming off the injury and, you know, I'm leaving on top as, you know, a conference champ took Memphis to the, uh, the cotton bowl. What's the Absolutely. thought process? Um, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot that, you know, every, there was a lot of speculation that if I come back, I'm going to transfer to Florida state, yeah. I'm going to go pro. And, um, to me, I was never going to, I was never going to leave. I was never going to transfer. I should say I, I did go through, um, a, a period of time where I was considering the decision of, do I, you know, move on and take the next step and go pro, go to the NFL, or do I come back? Um, but as much as I love Coach Norvell and when I wasn't going to – if I was going to come back, I was going to be a Tiger. And so um, I knew the the team we had coming back. I was confident in that. I knew what I could do for myself coming back with another year. Um, and I was, I was comfortable with, with both options. And at the end of the day, I just prayed about it. You got as much information and advice as I could and felt the best thing for me was to return and um, to just build on what I've done here. And 
Um, I don't doubt it for a second, despite all the crazy crap that's been thrown our way this year. Um, but I think that only adds to the the merit of it and how special, even despite the craziness, how special this year has been. We won't go into everything on the summer. Everyone knows about the COVID issues yeah. going on around the country. But, again, talking to Calvin the other day, talked about how you guys, you went, I think, back home for a couple of weeks. When you came back, you were in a kind of – everyone had to kind of get in their small groups, figure out how are we going to stay in shape. Yeah. Let's run some routes. Let's go out and throw. How much fun was it to get, get in little groups of teammates and find a place to go work out? Because everything over here is closed. And mm-hmm. Calvin's talking about I'd forgotten even some city parks. You couldn't even go to – Calvin's High School because they're shut down, yeah. uh, can't play there. How fun was it to just go back to let, let's let get the guys together, find find some places to try to work out and, and just hang out? Yeah, I mean, for me, that was business as usual. Um, that's what I do every off season is, is I'm going to make sure I get with my guys and we're putting in the, the work necessary and working all that time in. But, um, yeah, it was it was just – it was a little different. Um, not You know, you're not – you're driving around, there's not – many people out and you're trying to figure out where you're going to do it but um i was very very focused and determined this off season it was probably the best off season i had and that doesn't discredit any of the off season i've had in, in prior years but uh just was very um dedicated to to getting prepared for this year and had a had a huge sense of urgency and so um every time i could i was getting with you know, our receivers, tight ends, running backs, making sure we're getting out there and being safe. And I, and I don't want to overdo it and, and risk these guys, but, um, we got plenty of work in, um, and I think we did it the right way and, and did it safe. And, um, it's helped, you know, contribute to the success despite some guys, um, not being there the whole year this year. Oh, we, we've talked, uh, again, I've talked to a couple of the guys I've talked to Ron and then specifically Calvin, we did the podcast the other day to record it. And, uh, obviously, championships are, are, are your ultimate goal, mm-hmm. uh, getting to you know that 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 peak. But uh, each season tells a story. Uh, you know, I think uh, what we were talking about the other day that this season of what you guys have done has been every bit as important as far as continuing with this program's done because we can talk about facing adversity in most seasons, and that's just you know maybe getting over a loss or two. That's yeah. In life, that's not a big deal. But you, you guys, not just athletic teams, people in general all over the world have had to face real-life adversity, especially yeah. this year. But you guys have shown, hey, go to work, take each day, mm-hmm. and then uh, do the best you can that day, and then let the next day come. And you guys find yourself uh, at 7-3 and three and a chance to go to a bowl, and it's because you guys want to continue to do this, even yeah. with limited roster. And I think that's the story that, that this team can tell future teams. Yeah, you know, I, I view this year as a huge feather in everyone's cap. Everyone that's involved, everyone that's still here. Um, y- you mentioned, you know, obviously it's not a championship year, um, and that's the ultimate goal. But I don't know, man. For some reason, this this year still feels just as good and just as impressive as one of those years be- for many reasons. Not just COVID, but like opt outs, and I mean, I wish half the people outside of this thing looking in new the daily struggles the daily conflict and adversity that we're dealing with with guys available you know numbers and um what we're working with and um we like you said we're regardless this team has taken an approach that is you know takes our one and oh 
to a whole nother level. And that's like literally hour by hour, day by day, just being focused on, um, whatever is that, you know, in front of you for that day and for that, that practice or whatever. And, um, we don't know what it's going to look like by the time we get to the weekend, but (laughs) we're going to get there. And, um, I'm extremely proud. You know, it hasn't been the cleanest, prettiest, you know, sexiest year, but I mean, it's, I think it's shown a lot about what we're all about, what we're made of. And it's still one of the, I I think it's one of the top percentages for, for winning, you know, in a season um, winning percentage. And so, um, there's a lot to be proud of and there's a lot for us to hang our hat on and we're not done. So, um, we're, we're very, very proud of ourselves and I appreciate my teammates and my coaches and everyone that's hung in there and kept fighting and cause it's really easy to, to tap out. Um, and these guys haven't. So I love them to death. Real quick, before we just talk briefly about going to the bowl game next week, uh, you had mentioned uh, being able to kind of the, the the transition was pretty smooth because your personality coming to Memphis. But yeah. What, what what do you what do you like here? What kind of has there been a little culture shock? You, you, I've heard no. you talking here before. The the food. What do you like? Yeah. What do you like about Memphis? What's it been like being in the South? No culture shock at all. <laughs> it's different, but yeah. no culture shock for me. Um, part of it was what I'm all about. You know, in, in terms of the attitude of this team and what it's made of and the passion and love for football. Um, it's just different being in the South and, um, but that's how I'm wired. So it wasn't different for me. Like I picked up right where I've left off my whole life with that. Um, the hospitality is great. Um, you know, the, the people here are so, you know, most of them are, are super supportive and loving and will bring you in like you're, you know, part of their family. Um, food's awesome you know (laughs) hopefully you know wherever my next step takes me it's not a super big downgrade hopefully I've got some some good food (laughs) because Memphis is awesome and um, I love just the the culture and history that's here in this city there's tons of things to to go do and enjoy yourself but also to go learn um, about you know American history but also this city and um I just love the the attitude, you know, whether it's the Grizzlies, the Tigers, um, the whole Memphis versus everybody thing is is one million percent accurate, and no one in this world can debate me differently because <laughs> that's just how it is. And Memphis is a super special place that um, I will call, you know, a second, third home for sure. Well, I always uh, ask the uh, the guys that come to Memphis, you ever. Did you ever, or will you ever get used to the humidity and the mosquitoes? Oh, to me, it was it was easy. <laughs> it was not bad at all. Yeah. Um, it, there's pros and cons to the humidity, um, but you know, I came from 120 degree heat, <laughs> so coming here, it wasn't like okay, it's not as hot, but I'm sweating the second I step outside. Um, no, I didn't mind that at all, I, and especially when I transferred here, I, I'm all about winning and playing ball so i don't care what it looks like i don't care what the weather is but um i'm definitely not gonna miss it also i'll tell you that i'm gonna appreciate going home to some sunny dry dry heat the beaches no big bugs and mosquitoes flying around all the time but that's part of memphis so i love it <laughs> well one of the final things is we were up here getting ready for coaches uh show one night and and you guys were talking and 
uh, and you had made a statement, and it wasn't it wasn't a disrespectful statement at all. It was something I've heard the other, especially the seniors, talk about. Looking around this room, there is a lot of accomplishments in this room, mm-hmm. but there, there are not a lot of bowl championship trophies. Yeah. There have been some in. You know, when people talk about, well, it's not the Cotton Bowl, it's the Montgomery Bowl. This Montgomery Bowl is huge to you guys, at least the guys I've talked to, because you guys know the importance and, and value. We want to get a bowl win and, and, and get that history turned around a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. It's, it's another opportunity to go make even more history. I mean, we've already had so much history that we've made in the last two years um, and this season and, and myself as well, and, and we want to add to that. And it doesn't matter what bowl game you play in. Um, Especially this, that's like everyone gets all, you know, butthurt and the other panties in a bunch about certain. Like this year is completely different than right. anything. Like I don't even know if this Montgomery Bowl is going to be something next year, because um, bowl games are you know canceling. Yeah. It's it's just different, and so it's an opportunity. I don't care what the bowl game title is. It's it's a bowl game. Um, it's always better to to win those um, and to go out. As a champion, holding a trophy, no matter what it is, and to have that good feeling about yourself, even if you go undefeated in a regular season, you go lose a bowl game, you'll be you'll be pretty content and happy. But you finish on a loss, and mm-hmm. it's kind of it just you, you know you just walk away feeling a little on edge and kind of not right. But um, we've got a great chance to go play against a, a really solid team in FAU. And get a quality win to add, you know, hopefully make us eight and three bowl champions, add to the history of this program, and bring back a trophy to this room. And and I know um, we're we're hyped up for it. Brady, let me let me tell you this as someone again who was born and raised here, yeah. came up through the university, and I speak for the, the, a lot of Memphians, a lot of people, uh, because you obviously you said you studied the history of this city. And you know it's gone through some rough times. It's yeah. been on a resurgence the last decade or, or, or two. It, it, it's coming up because I think the city, as you talked about, uh, the city embraces that uh, Memphis versus everybody, that grit and grind. They've kind mm-hmm. of taken – we're not trying to be other cities. We're not trying to be other areas. No. Let's take pride in what we are. Uh, you, you, the, when you talk about your experience here and your love for the city, that, that means a lot to me. That leans a lot to a lot of people the city and – Regardless of uh, you know the success on the field's great, but uh, but when we get guys that come into the city and and talk glowingly and, and say yeah. great things, I appreciate it. Thank you for everything you've done for Memphis. Absolutely, it's been my pleasure, and I'll uh, definitely be coming back here in the near future and be a Tiger to the day I die. Brady, thanks a lot. Thank you. This has been Inside Memphis Athletics, the official podcast of the Memphis Tigers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. However, you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Memphis Tigers Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.